Welcome to Unsilent with your hosts, Dave and Brian. This is not another current events podcast. We're digging deeper, diagnosing, and discussing what's really going on today, how we got here, and providing observations for future generations. Welcome to Unsilent. We're Brian and Dave. We're hoping you let us know where you think we got it right and where we completely missed the point which you can do by visiting unsilentpodcast.com. So let's get into it. What should we discuss today, Brian? Well, I think we have to talk about all the different reasons people will stay quiet, even though they vehemently disagree with what's going on. So last week I, I said a couple of things that are completely at odds with each other. One is... um, You know, looking back, like one of the things that, that prompted me to to start doing this with you is... How in the world could you be a person who lived three miles from Auschwitz and not say anything? Right. And so last week I said, I'm beginning to understand how that could happen. I'm beginning to, to develop a sense of grace for those folks. And also simultaneously, I'm pissed that people don't have more balls <laughs> to, to speak up and say something, and which is completely contra- contradictory, right? So right. I think it's important to explain to Kenny G our our guy who is a middle-aged person in the year 2080, 2090, somewhere in there, who's likely coming into a period of like this for himself, how this could be, because those things sure. don't make any sense. Although now living in this moment, they make complete sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Some things you probably can't understand until we're actually in the moment, walking in the shoes of, of societal upheaval, which is where we're at today. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, Dave and I are not sociologists. Uh, we we don't spend a, uh, uh, our free time um, charting demography and, and societal trends and things like that. We're just a couple of dopey guys who see who hey, make notable. Yourself, so, okay. So <laughs> a dopey guy and a really brilliant guy who knows what's going on around them. Um, wh- who wh- who are the people who are saying? And to be clear, I'm talking about the people who who are not in agreement with what's happening there. We may yeah. do a show one time about all the reasons people would be for what's happening. That's not who we're talking right. about today. Right. Today we're talking about people who, who feel like what is happening is wrong, reverting back to racial segregation, for example, um, right. you know, just the country, just not being, um, not producing great results, not having institutions that are functional. Like there's people who just feel like that what's going on is not right. And they're not talking. So why are they not talking, Dave? Well, you know, I think there's a whole bunch of different reasons. I think that um, for some folks, they're just in denial. You know, it's like, well, it's going to pass. It's a phase. It's kind of like when I had acne as a teenager, it's going to go away. You know, it's just, it's just something that's, that's, that's happening. And therefore I'm not going to spend some time on it. Um, I think you've got lots of folks and we can delve into each of these a little bit more, but I think. I think there's plenty of people that know something's going on and they, they can see it all around. They see it's crazy. Um, and they like to say something about it, but they're scared to. They're scared yeah. of being socially ostracized. They're scared of being canceled. You know, we did a, an episode on cancel culture a while back. Uh, they're, they're scared of being canceled. Uh, they're right. scared of, you know, we're business owners. Maybe they're scared of, of losing business. Um, yeah. because, you know, people tend to do business with people that they like. 
Um, I think there's some people that I, you know, I encounter this pretty regularly on social media. There's people that might press the like button to something that I say that might be kind of forceful, um, but they don't want to say it themselves because they don't feel that they're articulate enough. Maybe they don't feel like you and I speak for a living, right? I mean, that's a lot of what, what we do is we talk, but there's a lot of folks that, you know, they can see something's wrong, but they just don't know how to really put it into words, or maybe they don't think they're compelling when they put it into words. Um, You know, there's, there's other folks that are just non-confrontational. They just, they don't like the confrontation. They see it's wrong. They'd love to say something about it. But they just don't, they just don't feel comfortable getting into a debate or an argument. They, uh, they just don't have the, the personality for that. That happens. I, I think there's people that know they can see on the surface that it's wrong. It violates basic common sense, but they don't feel well informed enough. They can't, you know, summon the facts and the arguments and the statistics and the data, you know, to really go after it. And yeah. then I think there's another group of folks that, you know, we live in a time and I'm presumably, you know, 80 ish years from now, Kenny G is going to live in a time when there's societal upheaval, not just in one thing or two things or five things or 10 things, but in many, many things. And so, you know, you're, you're looking over here and you're seeing this, you know, weird stuff on college campuses. You're seeing wars in, in multiple places in the world that, that you want to say something about. You see that, that uh, families are being torn apart. You just see all of these things and you're just tired. You're just tired. Yeah. There's just so much going on. You're tired. So um, those are a few things that come to yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's just, let's just, I have a similar list. So let's just uh, start at the top of, of uh, I'll just kind of go through some of these things here and yeah. you can check them off your list as we, as we go through yours. The first yeah. one, the first category I have, and I think I have, I don't know, seven or eight or something like that here. And again, I'm not talking, strictly just people who agree and if you're wondering why we're talking to kenny g 80 90 years ago from now and uh, in the future and dave just mentioned when kenny g is going through his own cycle like this if you're wondering what the heck we're talking about i'd invite you to, to listen to episode 13 where we talk about why we believe this is a cyclical thing that our society and 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 you know we we face in in you know in our era we're facing it now just as we have in in previous times in around 80 to 90 year uh, intervals and we're in the thick of ours now. So anyhow, um, first category I have is folks who just kind of believe some, and I don't mean this as harsh as it's going to sound probably, but some version of it's not my problem. Like, right. yes, they're all messed up in DC or the state legislature or the people in charge. Of course they're all screwed up, but they've always been that way. They've always kind of pulled out the last minute. Yes, there's wars that happen, but it's people are either involved who have the ability to figure this out, or it just by luck just always kind of work out works out. We've not really experienced in our lifetimes, the, the catastrophic failures of the civil war period, the great depression, world war two, world war one, the revolutionary war, like these, major periods of conflict that are just on a scale our generations who are alive now have not experienced with very few exceptions of people who are 108 years old or whatever. Right. (laughs) It's just, it's just always kind of worked out in our lifetime. There's, yeah, you know, and so some of it is just, it's not my problem or it might be another version would be, yeah, it's a mess, but my life is a lot better not dealing with it. 
than giving up everything to focus on politics. And it really right. would take that as you kind of alluded to. And then yet another version would be, yeah, it's all screwed up, but it's not really affecting me. Yeah. I pay more right. taxes than I like. Uh, yeah. If I had kids who were, you know, fourth grade, I wouldn't want them to be going to school and having the, the teacher foist upon them, you know, conversations about fisting and things that are just completely inappropriate, but I don't have kids in school. So it's not really my fight. You know, I, I hope parents are taking it to them, but it's not my <laughs> fight. I don't have kids. It's, it, right. So for me, it's like some, this kind of version of like, it's just not my problem. Other folks are put in place to deal with this stuff, or I don't have significant consequences to deal with as a result of the bad things. Therefore, I got other things to focus on. Is that, is that kind of make sense, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that, that really stands out in that is what, <clears throat> is what, um, folks call normalcy bias. This idea yeah. that, um, uh, things are, are static. They're, yeah, there, there's a little dip in the road right now, but it's, you know, yeah, there's people in place in, in DC and other places that are going to fix it. My life's pretty good. So it's, it's normalcy bias. And you, what comes to mind, because we, we think, we tend to believe that as things are going now for us, the things we like, those things are going to continue. Uh, and, and it's uh, as a, I think as a sociological uh, thing, even though I'm not a sociologist, I do read about it yeah. on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the um, I think as a sociological thing, it's how we human beings deal with the fact that we're all headed towards dying. The ultimate right. abnormal thing. All we've ever known is, is living, but yet we're heading towards dying. And therefore we pretend like we're going to live forever. It's, and so normalcy bias is a, is a thing that is a coping mechanism for the world. But the problem is in times like these, it really sets us up for not seeing what's going on around us and not taking action. I'll, I'll give you an example. The thing that always comes to mind when we talk about uh, this kind of thing is the sound of music. You remember the sound of music, Julie yeah. Andrews and yeah, yeah. the Hills are Life. So that that is set in, in World War II times, and yep. it's set in and they've got these grand, you know, grand houses, and they've got these these grand hills, and it's this gorgeous, beautiful thing. At a time when the backdrop of all of it was the most horrific evil in the last century. And so right. they went along, you know, with their, their routine in their, in their household and they did their things and the father would, you know, so it was, it was all, it was all very normal until the entire world collapsed and imploded. So normalcy right. bias is a useful thing for us, but it's also a very dangerous thing because it, it sets us up to be taken by surprise uh, when these tough things come. So I think that's one of the big things, as you were mentioning, that we're experiencing right now. Folks are saying, yeah, it'll pass. It's it's just a blip. All of that. It, it, and it's funny you say that. One of the critiques that we've gotten from this from doing this podcast so far is, man, you guys are you guys are pretty doom and gloom, you know, like <laughs> and I, I consider myself to be an optimistic person. Yeah. I, 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 you know. Uh, on the other hand, I don't want to be obtuse and naive. Yeah, and exactly, and and just kind of ah shucks, things are going to be okay. Things are clearly not going to be okay, as far as I'm right. concerned. And and uh, anyhow, I I totally agree with what you're saying. I and I think that that is one of the dangerous things. Uh, another another uh, group, I guess, would fall into this category of, as you mentioned earlier, 
it's just freaking exhausting. Yeah. I mean, it could consume every waking moment to educate yourself, to prepare yourself to do battle. And it yeah. does feel like sometimes doing battle, like it verbal does. jousting. And like, it's, it's exhausting to, to consume the information, to filter the information, to try to art, to, to think through your points and prepare yourself to go engage somebody who disagrees. You could, you could consume your entire life. This is still fall short, fall short. It's absolutely exhausting. And, and again, looking back at the people who I'm, I'm so fond of criticizing who lived in 1943 next to Auschwitz, like, yeah, but so what? Like people are being gassed to death, like, like put on your big boy pants and get after it anyway. (laughs) But now living in this moment, it's like, Yes, but I also have a wife and I have children and I have hobbies and I have I have a, a right to be happy in life too. And right and right. and we're we'll get to some other points here as well, but it's just freaking exhausting. Well, it is. It is. I mean, I find myself, I mean, I I enjoy the debate. I enjoy yeah. it's just how I'm built. It's not because I'm I'm more courageous than anybody else. I just like it. So yeah. I get out there yeah. and I, I don't mind confronting people. But <laughs> at, at the same time, um, at the same time, it, it can get tiring and it can get, uh, you know, exhausting. I, I think of the people that have like these, these talk shows where they're talking, we do this once a week, but these people yeah. that get out there and they're talking about the negative issues and they're debating every single day of the week. That strikes me as a potentially very exhausting thing because yeah. you're always confronting the negative. Now you get paid to do it and all that, but you're always yeah. confronting the negative and you're always debating current issues. And, and, and yeah, it could be very tiring. Now it seems to me. So I, you know, when I think about that myself, so uh, what do you do about that? Right. So when I think about that myself, I think, well, um, how much can I contribute before my, my exhaustion takes over? In other words, I think the, the response that a lot of folks have to it being exhausting is to not engage at all. And it seems, and, and the, and, and we know that from, uh, you know, radical movements that end up taking over countries and uh, committing all sorts of atrocities, et cetera, that that is usually done by a very, very small percentage of people and against the wishes of a very, very large but silent group of people. So in other words, yeah. if you look at, at Mao's China or a number of other, you know, situations in, in, in history, um, there have been a lot of situations where uh, it, it very well may have been, and we don't have good records, but it very well may have been, probably was, that there was a ton of people against what was happening, but it was just too tiring or too intimidating yeah. to engage, and so they don't. And so right. uh, and you, I think you, you do from, from the standpoint of those of us that do engage, I have to, I have to discipline myself to know when the cutoff point is so yeah. that it just doesn't get overwhelming or you don't start losing focus. <clears throat> yeah. And for me, it, it is like a, a, a wave on a shore. There is an ebb and flow to it. There's times where yeah. I just, I get so frustrated or angry or like, how can nobody see this that I have to speak. And then there's right. times where I'm just like, this is all I've talked about for a week or two or three. I, I, I just have to let it go. I took like, <laughs> yes, exactly. go do something fun for a couple of days. Like just right. who cares if it, if it burns down tomorrow, so be it. Right. And that kind of leads to the, the next thing, which is a, a similar, but different. We just talked about it. It's too exhausting. The next version I have is it's just too maddening. <laughs> like, yeah, like sure. you can just get so worked up. It can ruin your day. It can ruin, yeah. it can ruin, 
evenings with your family, your spouse. I mean, it can, it can just, it can just ruin your day. And again, there, there's this balance between, yes, I'm pissed. And yes, somebody has to do something. And yes, I want to do my part. And life is so short that I have, I have fleeting moments where, where I have, I'm not working and I don't have other obligations right. where I can enjoy myself and my family and my loved ones. How can I ruin those taint and taint those times with this stuff? Like, right. I, I gotta be happy sometimes too, you know? <laughs> well, and I think that gets back to knowing yourself, right? I mean, getting, getting to the point where you say, I, I want to, well, I think, first of all, you also have to distinguish why you would engage in, in debate, why you would engage in in the, the current events that are going on and try to make a difference. There's there's two possibilities. And, and for me, knowing myself well enough, there's two possible things. One, I like to win. And so yeah. there's times when I'm in a debate, I'm like, no, I got a point I can score rhetorically. I'm just going to go, well, okay, that you know, okay, well, that's not really the most noble of, <laughs> of things. Right, but right, right. The second right. one is if you know yourself well enough to know that that you do have some things to offer, but also that I can't let it get to the point where it it controls me, it emotionally, you know, uh, depresses me or pushes me down or makes me, uh, makes me, you know, ruins my day and ruins the day of everybody around me. I have to know where those boundaries are. I have to know myself well enough to know that so that I can, therefore, if we're giving advice to, to our, our, our future, uh, a friend, Kenny G, who's flying around in the flying George Jetson car, what he can say is, yeah. Kenny, you know, know where your limit is. Make sure you contribute. But know where your emotional limit is, and right. and also make sure you know that what somebody else's emotional limit is is not your emotional limit. There's I in the debates that I engage in, sometimes folks will will talk to me on Facebook or or off of Facebook about these debates that uh, that you know I get into, and they say, "How can you go back and forth with this person, these people, for so long without losing your cool?" Well. It's because I kind of know uh, in where the cutoff point is, usually at least, <laughs> not always. Yeah. I usually know where the cutoff point is. And so therefore, I, I feel an obligation to contribute. But I yeah. also feel a, 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 not an obligation, but a, uh, a satisfaction in knowing that I'm not going to change things necessarily. I can contribute and I've done my my part and yes the whole thing could still go to hell in a handbasket but I did my part right right yeah and and when I talk about it's maddening I don't just mean the engagement I also mean it's it's hard to know who to who to even trust as far as like the news yeah or there's certainly you know what we call now influencers or personalities oh yeah um Somebody could, you could, you could be like there. Yeah. Those people are, and then all of a sudden they say things and you're just like, what in the hell are you talking about? And you completely yeah. lose them or a trusted news source will get something wrong. They just flat get it wrong. Yep. And, and it's not concrete. It's not black and white. There's, there's tons of shades of gray and like, and like the, the time it takes to devote to that is maddening people having just, Dumb opinions and and harmful uh, approaches is maddening. Like, yeah, just how can people be like this? How can people think that going back to segregation is right? Like, it's, it's just maddening to have to even like try to figure out an argument for that. Like, it's just so it's not even just the engagement part. It's like 
enduring it is maddening. Being stuck sure. in this moment is maddening. <clears throat> Having it to is. filter through crap is maddening, right? Well, it is. And, and yeah, no, that's, that's totally the case. And that gets sort of back to the, the previous point of being tired too. There's, there's yeah. so many maddening things. There's so many things coming at you from every direction. You feel like you're standing in the middle of a circular firing squad. Everybody's, you know, coming at you at once. So, so that's absolutely maddening. And I, and, and again, I think that's where it, it's important to know which battles you want to fight. You know, there's yeah. uh, of the, of the, of the 120 things that at this point in history uh, I think are crazy, there's no possible way that I could do a reasonable job in resisting all 120, right? right? So if, if my advice to Kenny G is, is pick your battles, is, is definitely yeah. just pick your battles. And yeah. And for, for me, I guess the people, if, if they listen at all, they've, they've heard me talk about this. Like I, I've just gotten clear in my values and I just yeah. love that. Like, and, and, and I think that cause all roads lead to that for me, at least. Yeah. Um, there's certain lines that like how it manifests itself is going to vary from topic to topic, but here's my, yep. like, you know, um, yeah. So, well, um, and you know, and, and to yeah. that point, Brian, I think another, another important thing about that is to, to these folks that we're, we're talking to that aren't engaging because they don't believe that, that they can, can have a meaningful conversation. If you, if you stick to your values and argue the one value and not get taken off course by right. a thousand different context nuances and details, yeah. then at that point you do, you can contribute without feeling an obligation to be uh, an expert in everything. Right. No, that's a hundred percent true. That's a hundred percent right. Uh, okay. So the next one I have is again, you, t- you touched on this is people who are, who are just staying quiet because, they don't because it is it it would be so time consuming to educate yourself properly. Yeah. People some people certainly I'm sure feel like they don't fully understand what's going on and or they couldn't fully explain their perspective or they couldn't explain to their 12-year-old kid what's going on. Right. And it and you cannot risk being on the wrong side because because the consequences of of are massive if you're quote unquote canceled or ostracized or whatever. And so, you know, like, again, this is not a, a news events podcast, but currently in this moment right now, one of the major stories in the world is the this new iteration of the the conflicts that have been going on for eons in the Middle yeah. East, right? And nobody has the right story, <laughs> right? Yeah. Nobody has the one way it all unfolded. There's there's right. I, there's nuance we'll never understand. There's 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 tribal conflict we could never wrap our, our heads around because we just weren't we didn't grow up in that kind of right. environment we just don't understand it and whatever and now there's no shortage of opinions I'm not saying there's no shortage of opinions <laughs> right. but but for anybody just to, to say like well I know what's going on over there anybody who says that I'd be reluctant to listen to right um, there's certainly people who who have educated themselves and you would probably fall in this category who have the historical knowledge to be able to and the ability to articulate things. But most people just don't have that because the time it would take, it's not a, it's not a topic they're interested in. They're maybe not that articulate. They, they, they kind of right. know what they would think, but they get it in words that would make sense. And you risk getting taken off course to your point a minute ago with all the, yeah, well, what about this? And what about that? And you're like, well, I didn't think of that one thing that happened in 1967. So I don't <laughs> have an answer for that. And, and, and again, like you can get, you can find yourself in a situation where you're not prepared 
Right. And the consequences are significant. They're massive for being, quote unquote, on the wrong side. Well, and you see, th- and this one is a great illustration of the point that I was just making a few minutes ago, and that is picking the thing that you know and just right. arguing for the thing that you know and not getting taken off track. So just, again, we're not current events, but I'm just going to pick one thing from our current cycle that by Kenny G's time is ancient history, and that right. is this this attack by Hamas uh, against Israel. So you can go into the whole you know, conflict that stretches back 30, you know, 3000 years or some, I mean, to all of that that's going on, or you can, t- and, and you'll just get lost in the details. Even if you do know the history, there's, there's lots of details you can get lost in, but it's easy enough to say that here's some things that are happening right here, right now that are bad. This is wrong. This thing that happened is wrong. There is no context to this thing that has happened that's wrong. In 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 a, in one case, it's it's people parachuting into uh, a music festival and just killing a bunch of innocent civilians. Right. That's wrong. Whatever else happened yeah. beforehand. Well, but th- but these people did this. And no, 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 no. no. I, yeah, I, yeah. Yes, there's context to it. But can you admit that this is wrong? Or yeah, yeah. you know, there's yeah, there's examples of things being done to children that, you right. know, I'm not going to go into, but, but, right. you know, you can say that a hundred percent of the time, this is wrong and this shouldn't happen. And so if you pick things that are within the scope of where your value system is that, you know, are clear examples of right and wrong and argue from that without trying to solve the entire thing and say, well, you know, here's, you know, those are fun coffee conversations. Well, fun is the wrong word, but those are interesting yeah. coffee conversations to have and to, and to go into all the history and the details and all that. But for the, for those that, that can see something is wrong, you, you can engage in one thing and say, this is wrong and this shouldn't happen. And therefore I'm upset about that and stick to that and don't get dragged off points on context and nuance and all that. Right. And that's a fine line in those conversations of, uh, well, you won't even consider the other person's perspective because because there, there's always a reason for it. As you and I have said sure. over and over and over in this podcast, it seems like the through line in human history and conflict is it's either because we were born superior and therefore we we should be able to impose our will or these people did a bad thing to us and therefore our retaliation is justified. That's right. the history of human conflict. That is all human <laughs> conflict. Well, in, in every single example, micro in marriages, all the way to to continents and countries fighting, that seems to be the through line. In every, you know, I, I was having this discussion with somebody yesterday. Every atrocity in all of human history was caused by something that happened before it. So, right. if whether you talk about the Khmer Rouge or Heaven forbid we bring up Hitler. You know, was Hitler abused as a yeah, kid? Yeah. You know, well, the, right. the Germans were treated badly after World War One, and so the, you know, there's always a reason. But yeah, in in what Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, why did he eat people? Well, yeah. there was a reason for it. There was things right. that caused it. But you still have to have moral clarity to say that whatever the reason behind this, the actions now are wrong actions. And see, this this is freeing, I think, for folks that are sitting on the sidelines and say, well, I don't know the entire history of this or that or the other thing, but right. I know this is wrong, but I don't know the entire history of this or that or the other thing. You don't need to. You can see. You don't need to, right. You, you, you understand that human history is reasons that lead to atrocities. Every single one right. of them. All you need to know is this atrocity is evil and we must do something to stop it. 
And yeah. that's where the conversation stops. And then people yell at you like I get yelled at last night for, well, you didn't consider any of the points I, I said on an online debate I was on on this current, current, yeah. current topic. Well, you didn't consider any of the points I said. Right. I didn't consider them because they're not relevant to what's going on right now. They're relevant in the right. broad context. But here's the only thing that matters right now. This happened and this is wrong. And this, yeah. I think this is what we can say to Kenny G in the future, because Kenny G's got a hundred years more of history to deal with than we do. So he's getting right. a heavier lift. I mean, I'm, I'm a history buff and I love, you know, the, what, what I've picked up over the years on history, but Kenny G's got a bigger lift than I do because he's got a, yeah. another century under his belt or ish. And so Kenny, just concentrate on what's in your value set and what you see here and now and argue against that. That's how you get engaged. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I got a few more here. The next the next group, uh, and I know people in this category specifically, they know what is going on is wrong, but to come, to quote unquote, come out and yeah. voice opposition, they would risk losing their entire life, their friends, yeah. their yeah. career, their family, their status, their income. You talked about this a minute yep. ago. Yep. All these things are horrendous, and I'm not going to give up my, you know, significantly higher than average income or my circle of people who are high status friends right. or my status in other areas or all of my friends I've known since college or high school or elementary school, or I'm not going to give up relationships with my children who are grown yep. and have their own opinions. <clears throat> like, like they know this stuff is wrong, but the consequences to them personally are just too high. Well, and, and you know, Brian, that's the one I respect the most, honestly, because that one is a conscious uh, risk-reward calculation that somebody does and who says that uh, the risk to the things that I value is higher than the reward of making my opinion known. Now, so yeah. so in all honesty, that's the one that I I respect the most. Now, not that I disrespect other people for being, you know, scared to speak out. I, I don't. I, yeah. I, I get it. I totally get all of the things we're talking about here. Uh, so it's not, I'm not putting anybody down. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I think the, the, what people have to do when they've got that, when you're thinking about that mindset, I think every one of us, th that mindset could come to me. I mean, you know, there, there, sure. that mindset could get to, to any of us at any time. There's nobody with such, I think, uh, moral clarity and courage that regardless of what's happening, they're going to speak out. I mean, I would not claim yeah, that for be, myself. Be such an infinitesimally small percentage of the population that would right. risk losing their, you know, a, you know, a, a seven or eight figure income and their relationships with their children and all the status they've acquired over, right. you know, 65 years or whatever. I, that you're, you, that's a, that's a heavy lift. It, it's a huge lift. And so now the, here's the counterbalance to that lift. <clears throat> there comes a point when there are certain things that probably are going to be lost when a crisis deepens a crisis will yeah. deepen and deepen and deepen and, and at some point maybe by not speaking out you and your cohort are buying yourselves another month or two of comfort <clears throat> yeah. at that point well, you you mentioned the sound of music the sound of music is a perfect illustration of this exactly they exactly went right. along and they went along because they had a lot of status they had a lot of money they yep. had they had uh entitlements they had yep freedom they had tons of things and then ultimately at the end all they had was each other and that was worth it right exactly that's kind of right. that's kind of the story that's told in the sound of the music it is and i could and again i i, I don't 
I don't love that any of these are happening. I get them though. I get yes. that the, yeah. you, I get that you the sacrifice is so high personally. It kind of um it it, it feels unfair that I should you know, not saying this applies to me. Clearly I'm I'm doing this podcast, I'm railing about this stuff every week, right? <laughs> but it, it I can see how it feels unfair to a person. Why should I have to sacrifice so much when other people aren't having to sacrifice anything? Yeah. It just feels yeah. unfair. I get it. Yeah. Well, ab- absolutely. And and I think that's where um where people have to do a continual kind of risk reward analysis in their own lives to say at some point, you know, at some point the Von Trapp family, you know, they went out. They 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 they, they had to go. Right? Yeah, they didn't, have a cho- so they didn't have a choice. Yeah, they didn't have a choice. And so the question for us is always: so what can we do now within our value set within? maybe not our comfort zone, but at least not yeah. so far out of our comfort zone that we're going to give up tomorrow. Uh, that's, and, and that's a, that's an individual kind of choice. So, and, yeah. and it, I, I think that's particularly, you mentioned family. <clears throat> I think that's particularly true when it comes to close family there, right. you know, I've had family in the past that, that said, or, or, or had viewpoints on things. That I thought that's completely nuts. But I'm not gonna, you right. know, I'm not gonna confront yeah. him on it because I want to maintain right. the relationship. I want to have Christmas dinner with him still. What's yeah. that? I want to have Christmas dinner with him still. Yeah, exactly, or exactly. Celebrate so, my so nobody, grandchild's birthday party with my my adult child, who I completely disagree with, but it's it's just not worth the fight. Exactly, it's not worth yeah. the fight. Well, because you, at that point you're, and that's why I say, and you said it at the beginning, that's why you got to know your own values. Because, right. you know, my my values for, for instance, my adult children, if they disagree with me, heaven forbid, but <laughs> if, yeah. they, if my adult children disagree with me, then I'm not going to lose a relationship because that's a higher value to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which which this one in particular explains, I think, the best why we have these. 80 to a hundred year cycles. Like yeah. we, we take it, we take it, we take it, we take it because they're, because what it costs us would be out of balance with what we're fighting and what collectively would be gained for the, for the personal sacrifice. It's just out right. of balance until all of a sudden it's not. And it happens rather quickly. I would imagine we're yeah. not there yet, but I would imagine it's going to happen rather quickly for folks where they go, okay, these things I valued are, are not, it's not in alignment anymore. I have to make right. different decisions because there's different stakes now. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I, again, th- this is one where I get the story of the Von Trapps. I mean, it, the, the sound of music, while it, the, again, the backdrop is a horrific setting. The story is a good one. Like you, you exactly. feel good at the end, but they escaped <laughs> yep. and they, and they, and all they had was each other. They had each no other. money and whatever. Yep. Um, and, and so it kind of makes sense that one, right? I, I agree yeah. with you. Uh, the next one I have is, and I don't mean this in tinfoil hat land, like uh, for Kenny G. What, that that means a crazy person. I don't mean <laughs> I don't mean people who are like certifiably crazy, but there is a cohort I would imagine who believes it's all just exaggerated. It can't be as bad as it's being made out to right. be on the news. My whole life, I've heard it's going to be the end of the world, and this is just the next thing. Yeah, why should I get all worked up? Because all I've ever heard is I should be worked up, and here I am at age. 37 or 53 or 68 or whatever. And 
everything's always turned out to be fine. This is all a bunch. It's just this year's BS. Yeah. And that, that is again, sort of back to the idea of things have always been this way. They're always going to be this way. We're going to have bumps in the road, but it's going to, it's going to continue on. It's going to be just fine. And you're just an alarmist for talking about all this stuff. I think there's, you know, there's two things. There is that normalcy bias thing we talked about earlier. I think there's also a, a discomfort with with change i mean you know we do um a change in our own lives so yeah. if something requires change for me personally that's that can be a big you know hurdle for me to overcome yeah so you know folks are will resist that to the point of is sometimes absurdity even they see things yeah. happening all around them they still might resist that to the point of absurdity because they're just not comfortable with the um, with what that really means, that things are yeah. changing. Now, it also explains why <clears throat> I think things accelerate very quickly in a time like we're in right now, what we call the fourth turning, because people, are, there, there's thresholds. There's a threshold under which you can no longer be a sentient human being and deny what's happening around you. There, there's right. a point where that happens. And and oftentimes it's not obvious until the very moment that that happens. And then it's, it's not so obvious, obvious until it is, right? It's not, it's not <laughs> obvious until yeah. it's Godzilla screaming down, you know, from on high yeah. about ready to eat you. And then you have to take action. But then, you know, the, right. the, the good thing about, at least in Western culture, and I think that's probably true of all cultures. I think it's just a human thing that <clears throat> that's the, that's where the, the preservation and the, the uh, survival instinct kicks in. And we, we talk about in the, in the, uh, generational cycles, the hero generation. The hero generation is not a hero generation until the moment they're required to be a hero generation. Yeah. And that's yeah. where this, I think, gets overcome. I think that's where that yeah. gets overcome. Yeah, no, I would agree. And I think that this is, you know, you and I talk about a lot about a lot of the things that you and I disagree with sound like fantastic ideas until you introduce human behavior. <laughs> and I think one of the core human behaviors that we just have to keep reminding ourselves of is exactly what you, you just described, which is people do not change until the pain of not changing is Great. greater than the pain of changing. Exactly. Changing requires overcoming fear. Yeah. And and that is significant, especially in situations like we're talking about. Like yep. this, there's real fear that that is legit. It's like, yep. This is not like make-believe fear. There's right. really there's big fears that are legitimately in place for the things we're talking about. And those are enough to keep people from doing things until not doing something becomes more fearful. And then they have no choice. And exactly. that likely, I'm guessing, happens rather quickly. Right, right. <laughs> well, and yeah. that's, where, that's where the human, that, that's where, where fear gives way to confidence. I mean, it doesn't give way, yeah. but that's where confidence comes in. Because when, when there is a light amount of weirdness happening in the world, well, we're not necessarily confident that it's going to be in ourselves to overcome it, or, or we're not confident that it's going to get so bad that we need to do something about it. But when it gets so bad that we are confident that we are right, and this is crazy, then yeah. that fear of being wrong can sort of evap well, not, yeah, evaporate, really. I mean, the, yeah. the fear of being killed is more important at that point than the fear of being wrong because it's yeah. so obvious. We can be confident in change. We don't take, we don't, I don't think people change until they're confident in 
uh, yeah. that they're going to improve their state. They're going to improve their, and, their and, and, situation. And, and, and the confidence, I would imagine, again, we're not even close to a moment like this yet, but I would imagine that confidence comes from acknowledging there's no alternative. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like we, we've worked through all the things and like it's either so urgent or we've eliminated all the other alternatives. Like exactly it, right. it, it were some combination there, I would imagine. Exactly. All right. So the next one I have, um, and again, this is one I, I can kind of wrap my head around more than some of the other ones, which is there's nothing I can do. So I get worked up about it. The problem yeah. is literally too big to take on. Right. There, you and I have done a, a, a dozen different topics and we've not even really scratched the surface of all the things people are arguing about. Right. Right. <laughs> And, and, you know, this episode and the last one we did are more kind of explaining um, the cycle. But before that, we were talking about, like, straight up topics people are arguing about. And you and I have a, a list of, you know, dozens more we're going <laughs> yes. to get to someday, maybe. It, it, is, it is an unimaginable scale. The, the, the size of the problem is an unimaginable scale. It, right. it, is, it is the collective consciousness of the entire planet, kind yep. of. Yep. It just, like. A person could just, I could just totally see like, what can I do about it? And if, if I, like, if I can't do anything about it, I might as well just go fishing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And I, I can <laughs> empathize with that one too, because, you know, sometimes it seems like the array of insanity or the insanity that's arrayed against us, shall we say, is, is so great that it's just not overcomable. I think the, the, and this is again, I think one of the things that hopefully we're bequeathing to Kenny G in the future is the idea that. No, maybe as an individual you can't, but by you sharing, there's you'll remember this, Brian. I think there was a um, there was a shampoo commercial with Heather Locklear uh, back way yeah. in the day, and they told two I friends. I remember anything Heather Locklear did. Well, sure. yeah, you bet. Yeah, that was she was very memorable. <laughs> she was definitely very yeah. memorable. So, and they told two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. So I right. think if we if we if we admit to ourselves that yes, we can't go and change the world on our own. That's just, that's too heavy a lift. But does that right. mean that we can't influence somebody else and they'll to tell two friends and so on and so on and so right. on. That's, you know, we live in the, the beginnings really of the social media era and yeah. it's, it's nothing if not, you know, explosive in terms of things getting out there that uh, where, where people tell more people what they think. So I think well, that, real quick, won't it be funny if the social media era lasts like 25 years and Kenny G's listening to this and going, you guys talk about this like it's the grand beginning and we yeah, shut that shit down a long time ago. Well, you know, there's some be- there might be some benefits to that too. He, he wouldn't necessarily yeah. have to put up with Twitter yeah. or now known as X, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, sorry to derail you on that on that thought. I just, I just thought it would just be funny if they're like – we. People got smart and realized that was not helping society. We closed yeah, those stuff down. Yes, <laughs> especially for kids. Or maybe they'll pass laws that you can't use social media until you're 45 or something. That, that right, would probably be right. Okay. Yeah, you'd have a sweet spot window of 45 to, to 62 where you couldn't keep up with it anymore anyway. And this is the only like, right. you know, a small window in your life when you could really participate. So another version of this also, like it, the, the scope is so big. I think uh, there's nothing I can do about it. So why get all worked up? Another piece of that would not just be the size, but also – there's no shortage of people pointing out what's wrong. There's a, a great scarcity in people who have seemingly plausible solutions. And yeah. most of us, again, using the, the current Middle East as just a, 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 a easy way to point out and articulate my point here, 
we can all say how screwed up all the things are. Having a a confidence or reasonable thought that we would have any kind of solution that would make sense, that's a whole different thing. Like I can it's much easier to point out what's right. wrong than than point out how to fix it, is my point. Well, and see, this is where I think that one of the things that we can that that we should do is help people to think with clarity. And and by that I mean this. If you look at the if you look at the Middle East crisis or, or any major problem that is multifaceted that has a, a thousand different moving parts, how do you start? You start with one thing. You start with just yeah. one thing that's the most obvious thing that's the biggest problem right now. For instance, so right. if you uh, and, and this is where people have difficulties thinking. I mean, I think there's a there's a because we have so much information that's out there. When you deal with a problem like the Middle East, people will say, well, uh, yeah, sure. They parachuted into a music festival and shot up a bunch of people and their, and their official documents for formation, their charter calls for the extermination of these other people. But it's because of this and this and this and this. Right. First of all, what you have to do is take one thing at a time. Just take one yeah. thing. Say, I tell you what. I don't have a solution for absolutely everything, but I have a incremental step in the right direction. And that is both sides agree that the other side has a, has a fundamental human right to live. Nobody is seeking the extermination yeah. of an entire race of people. Well, but they right. did. No, no, forget about they did this and that. They, uh, forget yeah. about all that. We're doing one thing at a time. Once we've got right. that, now we're going to take the yeah. next step. How do you eat an elephant, right? And, and and so this is a great example, Dave. So like I I would agree with that. And if the people who paratrooped into their you know paraglided or whatever into right. that music festival, if they said and they were honest and they said no, we don't agree with that. Our our commandment from our prophet is to exterminate these these people of this other right. religion. Right. Well, what do you do with that? <laughs> like, most of us would not be equipped to like. And then what kind of a response to that? And 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 and, and meaning. And then what as far as what is a solution? We would have the ability and wherewithal to say, well, that's not a, a great way to live. And we would not agree with that. But what do we do as far as a solution now? It's either you accept that, you try to quarantine it, or you or you fight back. That seems like the only really well, yes, again, have, that's, right? <laughs> and that's exactly it. That's why you take one thing at a time and you say that this this is the one condition that must exist. Both sides must agree to this. And if one side doesn't agree to this, then the side that doesn't agree to this is wrong. And that side right. must no longer yeah. have the ability to execute their plans. And you say, but plans, what about right, this? Yeah. forget about the nuance, forget about the context, yeah, yeah. forget about, you know, Ishmael versus Isaac, you know, for all, all of this right. stuff, you have to take the only way. And, and this is for insurmountable problems. You have to take it, the, the elephant in the room, right? One right. bite at a time. All right. So the last one I have, uh, well, I have two more. The last one is pretty simple. The last one I have though, and I don't, I, I'm sure people are out there like this. I don't know that I know any of them specifically. And, and I, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Dave, maybe these people don't exist. I'm just making stuff up, but um, people who don't want to appear to not be able to think in modern ways, me meaning sure. it would be, it's kind of corny and cliche right now to just have traditional values, partly because all the really exciting things we've experienced in our lives, mine and yours, yeah. you know, in, in 50 years or 60 years or whatever, all the things we've experienced that are exciting have come from new technology, new ways of doing things. Sure. And I think what happens is people take that knowledge that 
these new gadgets and new technology, new ways of doing things have brought us excitement and they apply it to values. And I think yeah. that's where the, the, the bridge is, is incorrectly built that, yeah, the technology is cool. Like it's cool that we have electric cars and it's cool that we have jet airplanes. And yeah. It's cool that we have the internet. That does not mean we should throw out the old values because the values are what form relationships and relationships are things you remember on your deathbed is kind of how I look at it. Right. But it feels cliche and corny and not with it and not educated and not not modern and not able to think in modern terms. Like you're you're a rube, you're a dope, you're a you're yeah, it's just not cool to be old school in some of these ways. Is that does that make sense? A- absolutely. I mean it's peer pressure. It's peer pressure. Right. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, whatever is is in flashing lights and is on the television. Oh, Kenny G's got holographs. Sorry, Kenny. We had a flat yeah. screen TV. Yeah, it's called TV. It's television. <laughs> um, we hears about radio. <laughs> you know, he, he'd never understand AM. Uh, right, look right, it up. Right. Smithsonian, Kenny, if it still exists. So, you yeah. know, what I think, what I think that that is, is people don't want to be, don't want to miss out, fear of missing out FOMO. They don't want to miss out yeah. on what's happening. They don't want to be thought of as, as not cool. You know, it's back to back to right. high school. I mean, for a lot of our society, we resort back to our our high school experience. Well, there's the cool kids. They look cool. I want to be part of them. And so, you yeah. know, we do everything. You know, I was I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. I said, <clears throat> do you know what OG means? And and they said, OG. Yeah, everybody says OG like you're the original. I said, you know, where they came from? Original gangster. Yeah. And, you know. Are gangsters really somebody we want to emulate? Well, you know, I'm just yeah. kind of dissecting it, right? I'm just, you know, well, yeah. but, but they got they got the the baggy pants. It's cool. Well, uh, you're not cool because you wear the Levi's five hundred ones. That's not cool, right? You know, people don't like to to feel like they're not one of the cool kids, and therefore, right. you know, right now, for instance, a lot of traditional values are not the cool kid values. The cool kid value is. You can say you're a furry and everybody's going to acknowledge you as a furry you know, or, or whatever right. it happens to be. And whatever it is in the future, I don't know what it will be in the future. But yeah, that's really where it's at. Yeah, no, I would agree. Uh, and we're, we're getting short on time here. The, the last category, which is probably the most unfair I have of all of them and may not even be applicable. After we go through this, this whole list here, you know, there's tons of, of reasons to not not speak up. The last one I have, which again is probably the most unfair, is just it's just cowards. Yeah, people who just are, who are just, um, and maybe every one of the categories we went over has an element of that, and maybe and maybe again that's probably not being fair, but um, I just kind of go back to I mentioned this a few episodes ago, like you know when I was a kid growing up, we would watch westerns, TV, you know, movies and TV shows. And the hero was the guy who stood up to the mob, risking his own life to give the prisoner a shot at a fair trial when everybody knew he was guilty. That was the hero, was the guy willing to stand up to the mob. And I just don't feel like we have, I I feel like we have some people who just don't see that as as a a characteristic or a trait that's worth having anymore. And it's just better to just go along and like, who cares? It doesn't affect me. Let the next person worry about it. Let the next generation worry about it. Uh, and it, and it, and it to like hyper explain this, I guess it feels like now kids, a, a 14 or 17 year old kid would watch that same Western and think, I hope I have the guts to overlook the humanity of the person who would get lynched 
and go along with a mob, even though my gut might tell me this isn't the right thing to right, do. It feels right. like it's that 180 completely. Yeah. And I'm probably like, you know, okay, thanks, geezer, for whatever. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's an element of that going on. But just just people who are just cowards. They just, yeah. just are not willing to stand on their morals. Well, and I think there's and I don't I, I wonder, I don't know the answer to this. I wonder if there is more of that now and it's just more obvious, or if that's always been X percentage of the crowd and they just kind of blended in yeah. in the past. And, and I, don't, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I mean, it, it, it is, I think, part of the kind of the cool kid thing today to be part of the wolf pack and just to go on along yeah. with them. I mean, there's, there's always been that sort of herd pack mentality thing that says, yeah. you know, well, you know, yes, I'm willing to do something that I believe is morally wrong because everybody else is doing it. So therefore the wisdom or of the I crowd. Get paid. Or I get, or I get status, paid. or yeah. I get a political appointment, or sure. like there's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, history's full of that stuff for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and the soldiers, I'm under orders, you know, and yeah. so there's, there's some, you know, there, there's some, it, it's hard to draw where those lines are sometimes, but I, 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 my, my gut feeling is it's probably not much different now, except that we can perceive it more now than it's been before. I think that the only difference that I could off the top of my head, having never thought through this idea before off the top of my head, the only thing I can think of is there were consequences in society yes. in 1958 for being a coward that sure. are not in place. Today. True. Yep. That's true. It, I, I think that's the only thing that I would do. Anyhow, uh, not to belabor that we're, we're getting short on time. I guess uh, like you alluded to this earlier, advice if any i were to give to kenny g would be a, a couple of things one uh acknowledge that auschwitz only happened because everybody stayed silent right right yep um and and that doesn't mean you're going to be successful in every endeavor i think that the two things i would say is get clear on your values yep. and just an incremental step you don't have to go from a one to a ten on everything exactly if you if if a number of people go from a one to a two or one to a three, even we can make a lot of progress. We don't all have to conquer the entire mountain. Absolutely. We all just have to do a little bit and show other people that doing a little bit isn't going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That, that, that's, that's the key. That's the key. If, if, if whatever else we've said, I think that's the key. Do something. Do a little yeah. bit. Do it to the extent that you can. Don't hold yourself up to a standard of somebody that has, you know, capabilities or experiences that you don't have. So don't right. don't be sad if you can't do ten. If you can only do one, do one, not zero. If you can do two, yeah. do two, not zero. Just do 100%. something. Yeah, and I will just say uh, a side benefit. You know, you and I have been doing this podcast for a few months now. I feel even if nobody ever listens to it, yeah. I feel better just getting this stuff off my chest. Absolutely. And I would tell Kenny G, even if you think that it's it's going on deaf ears, personally, you would likely just feel better just acknowledging that you're not crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And and you've tried. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, you know, I, I think that we're responsible to to try to do, to try to contribute. Now, whether the world yeah. appre appreciates that contribution, you know, I, I've told my kids, look guys, you're not responsible for a lot of the outcomes, but you can give a little bit of an input and you can feel good about the yeah. fact that you give some input. I think that's plenty. I think that's fine. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, Dave, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. 
Uh, as always, great thoughts, uh, great job. And for those of you listening, if you think we missed something, um, that's what we're that's what we're asking you. Let us know where we got it wrong. Let, let us know what we, what we missed. Uh, let us know if you think there's a, a whole category of people that that we didn't even consider. And uh, go to Unsilent Podcast and and find out where you can put your thoughts in there. Go to our social media channels, of course. Uh, go to Rumble.com and on the on this episode on the video, you can put comments there. That's probably the best place to put comments. Yep. And let us know if we missed somebody. Let us, let us know if we missed an entire a couple of categories of folks that uh, we won't explain to people in you know decades from now what this moment feels like. So it's not just they woke up one day and there was an internment camp there next to them and nobody said anything. Like, what what is leading to that? That's what we're trying to explain. So until next time, this is Dave and Brian signing off. See you next week. Do you want to be on silent? Make your voice heard on our social media channels and share where you think we got it right or wrong. Go to unsilentpodcast.com for social links so you can join the discussion. 